What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Wedgecast listeners, thanks for tuning in. This episode of the podcast, I am hanging out with Paige Robinson, who is the founder of Will Read. It's an organization down in Texas that steps into the recruiting world, and she is just an amazing human being. We had the chance to meet actually for the first time in uh, Los Angeles. Actually, she was leading a um, couple breakout sessions and speaking at Praxis Academy, which is a just a freaking sweet organization. Some of the things they got going on is amazing. But hanging out with her, her and I both being in the recruiting talent acquisition space, um, we just hit it off. And she has a huge passion and a heart for women and specifically mothers still having amazing careers. And how do you balance and how do you do both of those? And so she dives into that in this episode. So I'm just so stoked to get the chance to spend some time with her. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. Tune in. Thanks. Everybody, I am sitting here with Paige Robinson, and she is the founder of Will Reed, which is a recruiting firm based in Dallas, Texas. But she is all over the map. She travels like crazy, and she is just overall an amazing person. A brief backstory on how we met: we met in California um, at Praxis Academy, which is a faith-based entrepreneurial spirit, new ideas, you know, kind of quasi conference that you spend a week at, and. She happened to be hosting a breakout session and knowing her background in recruiting and my background in the startup of what I wanted to go for, we met then. And since then, we've uh, we've kept up every couple months and, and, and chat and just kind of talk shop about business. So, Paige, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do it. So give us your background. So I remember back in practice, you basically 
talked about how much you love people, how much you like finding people uh, in different career paths. So like, give us your background and how you started Will Read. And also, where'd the name come from? Better question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so Will Read is um, a recruiting firm, but we specialize specifically in helping companies scale their revenue generating teams. Um, so all roles that really touch the customer are roles that we specialize in. I would say the majority of our customers typically look like a company that has a product that has already been validated by the market. So that's typically, you know, they've already raised a series A, a series B, and they're now at that point where they're raising a pretty large series C. And they have an incredible culture that's been able to get them through all the challenging phases of building a great company. And, you know, now they're really ready to scale. And what we'll read offers those customers is a way to scale their company without losing their soul in some ways and not compromising the quality of talent that they hire, even though they need to double or triple um, in a very short amount of time. So we've gotten to be a part of um, some really exciting journeys with our customers. And in many ways, I feel like we grew up with them too. So we've been around for about three and a half years. Yeah, and awesome. yeah, and I'd say like we, we were looking back on, it, I feel really lucky mm -hmm. at who some of our first customers were in the stages of growth that we got to participate in and, um, kind of get to see them reach that next big inflection point um, as part of their journey. But to get to your other question of how we named Will Reed, I, obviously <laughs> I'm the founder and my name is not Will Reed, but. <laughs> I think um, I remember I, you saying that like people used to call and ask for Will and you'd be oh, like, well, I'm Paige. <laughs> there's, there's so many like hilarious stories, but this kind of actually plays into our, uh, the story of founding the company. So we, I had actually started another little company prior to starting Will Read. And uh, it was targeted at connecting college students with jobs. And it was more of a, a tech focused application company. And um, we basically learned that the total potential spend for that marketplace is just never going to be uh, high enough to really warrant the tech spend required to make a great product. Yeah. And so we did the classic startup thing and we pivoted and we did a lot of testing to see what it would look like to continue to provide vocational alignment, um, but in another capacity. And we decided to start testing kind of an email service to college students. And we wanted it to be very personalized and we wanted it to seem like it was coming from somebody that was almost like a peer or someone they knew and we actually worked with a, a really uh, well thought of um, marketing agency actually in Dallas and tested a bunch of ideas and kind of decided that we wanted it to be a person's name and we wanted it to be really, really easy to spell and understand. So we decided to go with Will Reed. Will Reed. <laughs> Will Reed. Awesome. So all of these emails to college students came from this guy named Will Reed. And we, was, <laughs> we bought these stock photos that... <laughs> were just hilarious and then we would see them like other places with other brands we're like oh my gosh we basically bet the face of our brand on a stock photo that are yeah. now like associated <laughs> with all these other companies anyway it's kind of a mess but um yeah but what stuck around from that is that people like people I think really resonated with that we had the opportunity to make the company about a uh, about something bigger than just me and yet still be personalized and um we now have, you know, from that period of testing, we essentially found that 
the people that wanted to work with us for jobs and the companies that wanted to pay us, which is kind of a key part of key part yeah. of this for these high yep. growth, high growth tech yeah. companies. Yeah. Yeah. So after, you know, June of 2015, when all the kids had graduated, our same clients came back and were like, so when's the next, you know, you know, when are you going to send us the next uh, bunch of candidates? And we're like, well, all the kids have graduated. And like, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep doing it. And so that's kind of where I would say we'll read in its present form was born was kind of June of 2015 where we put a stake in the ground and said we're going to only work with these high growth tech companies and we're gonna we're gonna do sales roles and then from there it expanded and we've did we now touch pretty much any role that touches the customer is in our wheelhouse at this point. Um so anyway, it's kind yeah. of a long-winded way of where no. our friend Will Reed emerged. Yeah, well well where where Will Reed was more from. Yeah, that's great. So how do you balance like the crazy thing, and I, uh, I'm empathizing with you. How do you balance growing your own team and growing another mate, like another team alongside? So you, as a recruiting firm, step into a high growth company, and you understand culture, and you know, just in the time we've spent, you obviously really care about people, and so you step in and understand what are the needs of an organization, but also you're doing that while growing a business too, and so it's like this you're sort of doing both at the same time. How have you balanced that? And how have you, I guess, supported your own team through that? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I look back on every year of this entrepreneurial journey and each year kind of unlocked a key lesson. <laughs> I think a big lesson a couple of years ago was to treat ourselves like we treat our customers. So we did have a phase where we hired a little too quickly um, and did not put our own, we did not put our own, put as much emphasis on our own internal recruiting process as we did for our clients. And there's a reason why people pay, pay us because, you know, hiring and hiring right people is so critically important. Oh, yeah. So I would say like the, where we are now as a company is we have a pretty well thought out interview process and we only hire in classes. So like it requires a ton of time to do it and do it well. Um, and, and just in terms of like the candidate experience we want to deliver, the amount of time it takes to vet someone. So we just don't put our business through it all the time. We do it at periodic stages throughout the year and give it the focus that it deserves to do it well. Love that. So um, when you are hiring for people like in your own company, obviously you've done quite a bit for others, but also for yourself. Like how do you balance um, hiring great people as they are and also hiring people to develop them and to be great people? Like what do you look for in that sense? You mean like leaders versus like, you know, potential people. leaders. Yeah. Like um, let me, let me rephrase the question. So, when you're hiring, do you look for people who are, I guess, established leaders, or do you look for people who you can ultimately develop and sort of see potential of that? For our company at this stage, we have a pretty established career path. And I think what we're finding is that it's really, really hard to hire somebody into a leadership role in our company if they haven't kind of come up through the ranks. Yeah. Um, we've not, it's not been something that we've been very good at, to be honest. I think we've been really, really good at hiring and identifying the right talent um, of someone that 
well, let me, let me rephrase it this way. I'm going to take a step back. We do not look like a typical recruiting firm. I would Mm. say we don't really have anyone. I mean, we actually have no one (laughs) that is on our team that was a recruiter prior to working at Will Reed. Interesting. And so the industries that people have come out of have been anything from Bain Consulting to people that came out of PR or tech sales or account management. Um, we have you know, several new grads. We have somebody that was a principal at a school. <laughs> uh, That's cool. And like we're looking for really people that have a very high degree of professionalism. They're strong writers. They have a very strong EQ, high IQ. Um, and then we want to make those people will read recruiters. Because what we found is that we're not really able to trans or very easily translate our culture and what we're trying to build in hiring people from other recruiting agencies. Not that they're not great. It's just we're building kind of a different brand. So because of that, it's much easier for us to hire people that are earlier in their career and from other industries and develop them to being senior leaders at our company over time. That's awesome. It's much, har- it's much harder for us to hire people from other industries into senior leaders at our role because they don't know the recruiting industry, right? Sure. So it's kind of a double, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, but all I have to say is we get better and better every year at, you know, I think hiring people, onboarding, training, developing, promoting people from within. And, you know, in a service business like ours, you know, once you kind of have the right talent at the different stages of, the, of your business, then you really just continue to promote from within. And that's a really fun place to be. Yeah. So on that, um, what do you think in three and a half years of Will Reed being in existence and morphed and what what has your team taught you the most like uh, about yourself? What have you learned the most um, oh man! <laughs> yeah, probably endless. But <laughs> what 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 would be one or two that you'd say are big ones? Um, I I've learned there's a few things that I think I'm pretty good at as a leader, and then there's a few things that I feel like I'm not very good at, <laughs> um, and I'm consistently learning. I'm sure that's true for everybody. Oh yeah. Uh, I do think that my team would say that I care about them and that they know I care about them as a person as well as an employee. I think that they would also say I don't um, carry things in a passive aggressive, like a passively aggressive way. Like I'm very upfront and direct with people if I need to be. That's been a skill that I've developed you know, kind of building this business and having to learn how to have tough conversations. Um, and so in that regard, you know, tough conversations are hard, but then you have a boss that you know that cares about you and but isn't like withholding information about the future keys to your success yeah. um, or in relationship. I think I, I am learning to get out of the details. I'm learning to um, trust and let go and let my team do things completely on their own and that's one of seems, the toughest things of a founder to do that that's, yeah and that seems so typical you know i thought i would have been better at that but as we've really gotten a team like i would say the team we have now they're 
really, really capable. We're, we're um, developing them and training them. And then I need to let go. <laughs> I need to let them do their jobs. Um, and, and that's going to honestly develop them more than anything else. Um, and so I feel like that's something I'm learning a lot from them, but I, I would say like on kind of a different, um, a different pain is that I've learned from them, honestly, just how do I even say this? It's been really fun to watch my team teach me different like levels of kindness, um, forgiveness, care. I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like what, what I am so wowed by are things that I never ask of them to do. And then I will be surprised by it later, by the way that they care for a candidate or for a customer or the way they care for one another. And that, that to me is just, um, I'm, I'm a student of them every day. And that, I, that seems like really cheesy, but I, it's one of the most rewarding things as a founder is to watch them like really care well for each other or care really well for our candidates and customers. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty special. That's great. Um, so transitioning just a little bit. So one of the things I remember um, about our breakout session um, three, I think it was what, three years, it'll be three years ago in California was um, your passion, your fire for um, women in the workforce. And that's something that I I distinctly remember just like your excitement for that and your ability to call other, um, whether it's, you know, female founders, whether it's employees of your own or just different stuff like that into, um, the workforce and what that looks like. And I remember that being a pretty strong passion about that. So, um, if you're willing, I'd love just to kind of hear, um, just where, where that's evolved into and kind of where that fire, I guess, comes from. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm a mom, so I, I'm a, I'm a new mom and actually I have two, I have two little ones. Thank you. And <laughs> um, my son turned two in February. My daughter will turn one in May. And if you're doing the math, right. They're not twins, but they're close. <laughs> they're 15 months apart. Yeah. And, um, so between, I, so between commuting, uh, back and forth to being a mom to running your own, uh, your own recruiting firm, you probably have tons of free time and tons, tons of time yourself, right? <laughs> tons. tons of time. No, um, no, but it's, it's been, I think it's been a really, um, it's been a really eye opening experience for me. Um, just to have this, you know, this passion inside me to continue to build this company, but also really love being a mom and want to be a great mom. And I, you know, I never really came into like working or I, I didn't come in with like a lot of preconceived notions. I would necessarily want to work. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to put this. Like, I think there's all these books out there about, you know, women and working and opinions about whether women should stay home or they should work. And my whole thing is like, I don't really care. I don't care what, what other women do. I am for women, whatever they decide. I just want Will Reed to be a great place to work as a woman for whatever you decide. I think what's great about what we do is that I really see Will Reed being a great place for someone on our team to come back full time as a mom um, and be surrounded and cared for by other great women and other people that have done it before them that will be empathetic and understanding. You know, if you have a 
sick kid or need to go home or you need to make up hours at another point. I think we have a company culture that could support that. Yeah. I think if you want to come back and be part-time, I think what we do actually really lends itself well to supporting that. Um, and I think it's a great network of women that if you want to be at home for five years and then come back, I think we have a really great company that you can come back to. And that's yeah. exciting to me. I, I think there's not a lot of other industries. Like I think that would be hard to do in a lot of industries to be able to offer that kind of flexibility to women. And I feel very fortunate that what we're building, I think, lends itself to being a type of company that can honestly meet women wherever they are on that journey, whether they even want to be a part of that journey. I think there will be plenty of women that hopefully will come work at Will Read that maybe they don't even pursue motherhood. And I think that's great too. And I think that's, I think that's really, I hope that, I think that's really different. I haven't heard a lot of other companies being able to offer that to, to women. And I'm excited about that in the future of our business. So this is a very blunt and maybe dumb question of me to ask, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, what, so I am a young male founder and I would love to whatever stage of the company, whether it's this company, the next company or a company I join into, you know, whatever that looks like, how would I create a culture that's supportive like that, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, and we say this all the time as a business, the more successful we are, the more generous we can be, right? Mm -hmm. So like, as I, as we grow, like we try to add a new benefit to our employees every single year. Um, right now our benefits look different than Boston Consulting Group or Amazon or some of those other, because we don't, we don't have the ability to do that yet, but you know, we kind of have a, we have it as a drumbeat of our culture that, you know, the more successful we are, the more generous we can be to our, our employees. And we try to, you know, continually show that every single year as we make march towards our, our goals. Um, so, you know, obviously like as we build these businesses and they become more mature and, you know, you have then some more flexibility to offer, I think a more robust maternity and paternity policy and all that kind of stuff. But I think the cool thing is that as a, as a young company, there's still a lot you can do, right. Even if you don't have necessarily the the financial flexibility yet to offer, you know, all of those, you know, kind of known um, benefits, I think it can be start. It, it can be as simple as, um, I think creating flexibility in terms of expectations around the people you hire, right? So like if a, like what moms need a lot of times is that, you know, even if they have an incredible partner, which I do, like I have a husband that needs me 50, 50. He also has a, you know, will have a very demanding career and, you know, and he absolutely will take kids to doctor's appointments and all that kind of stuff. But the mom kind of t- plays the role of like, you know, she kind of is, is quarterback in a lot of respects and all those yeah. things. Yeah. And so I think even just being a company that offers like flexibility or empathy around that of like, Hey, like that may mean that, you know, they have to take more time off like during the day to like run kids to doctor's appointments or figure things out. But you have a set process to make sure that they're still able to give a hundred percent to the business. Like we're not, at, you know, women don't want to be handed, you know, discount cards, so to speak. So to speak. Like we want to be treated as full employees and be held to the same standards. But I think flexibility around how to meet those standards is really what most female 
employees I think are looking for. So like, I'll give you an example. Like we were helping run a few like diversity searches right now. And yeah, there's, um, um, you know, one thing that a lot of our customers want is they want women, they want all employees to be in the office, you know, all the time. And, you know, I think that especially if you get to more and more senior level roles where the likelihood that, you know, if you're hiring women into those roles, they likely are moms at that point. Yeah, um, right. You're hiring people in their, you know, mid to, to late thirties, like they're in the throes of motherhood. And if the out, you know, if it's an hour to an hour and a half commute to get in the office without even realizing it, like you kind of made that position unavailable to them. Sure. Whereas if you had a company that, um, you know, basically said, okay, we're comfortable with people being three days in the office or two days in the office. And then this is what it looks like on the days that you're not and have really good systems for, you know, holding people accountable and developing them. Now you're able to attract talent that otherwise would have just opted out of that interview process altogether. So anyway, all that to say is, to summarize this, and this is a really good question. I, I actually think there's a great blog post probably floating around in my head about how I want to how I want to talk about this in the future. I said I think be as generous as you can be at each inflection point of your business to your employees, and then mm. I think if you create a culture that has honestly empathy and as much flexibility that is as is wise for employees, and then create obviously a very performance oriented culture so that you can trust people as you give them more flexibility, that will make you really unique because yeah. most companies don't do that. Love that. That's fantastic. Well, Paige, um, I guess, do you have any uh, additional closing thoughts or anything you want to leave uh, leave with the audience? Um, honestly, I just want to say thank you for having me. I, of course. Um, you know, being in the talent space, I think as many good products um, that we can have available to hiring managers and to recruiters like myself and the candidates to help them know each other and be known is really valuable. And so I wish you every bit of success as you continue to build wedge. Um, you know, hiring people is really hard. It's really, really <laughs> hard. It is really hard. And it's the yeah. most important thing companies have to do at the end of the day, whatever product you're selling, it's really just your people. Like you either have smart enough people to you look at Netflix, right? They started, they were, you know, mailing DVDs and VHS <laughs> movies to people. Like they had no idea that they were going to be at the center of probably one of the most competitive, highly, you know, I guess, yeah, most competitive, fast changing industries out there. And they're able to compete and create this incredible product because they continue just to hire really good people. And so I think that's something I'm really passionate about. And I know you have a passion for that. And that's what you're building your technology around. And I think that's great. And I, I'm honored to have been invited to just to opine on a few things with you. And um, <laughs> it's the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, look forward to future conversations. Likewise. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>